Man, this icon is racist. I've never ever been a spy. Can the VBS bank uh, loot? The problem is that pinky. I'll never subject myself to whiteness. Order. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shit. arms, can you please come in? Welcome again to the Sunday Times Politics Weekly, where we unpack the big political stories of the week. My name is Mike Siluma. Uh, my guests this week uh, are Siwe Makinana, uh, who's a political correspondent based in Cape Town, as well as uh, our political journalist, uh, Umawande Amashabalala. Both of them have been on the on the show before. Uh, welcome to Politics Weekly, folks. Uh, welcome, Mawande. Welcome, Andisiwe. Firstly, our top stories this week on the Sunday Times Politics Weekly. We'll start with developments at the State Capture Commission, where ex-president Jacob Zuma was wanting the chairperson, Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zondo, to recuse himself, a request which was denied, of course. Uh, we then go to the other big story, uh, which is uh, the one of uh, Shepard Bushiri controversial skipping bail and fleeing to his native Malawi. Now, now, firstly, uh, let, let's go to the big story that that uh, that has broken this week. Uh, what the, the, you know of, of the, the one of two actually, you know, that have broken this week. Uh, let Let's look at uh, developments at the State Capture Commission. And I wonder, you you've been watching. Uh, th- th- things at the commission for for a while now. It looks like uh, the situation came to a head this week. Uh, former President Zondo, uh, former President Zuma asked for the chairperson to recuse himself, and the chairperson says what? Mm. Well, Pramak, as you say, for me, really, everything came to its head. As I was saying to you offline, as far as I'm concerned. This, this for me today was the ultimate fate of this commission. A lot of events are going to follow that will uh, let whatever report that comes out of it uh, rather, you know, pointless, if I may put it that way, because the reality is that the former president Zuma this week came with a strategy to to put forward the application for the refusal of the chairperson, the chairperson of course, rejected it with the reasons that he put forward. And now the former president has said he will be exercising his legal rights to take that particular ruling, dismissing his application to court, which is going to be a long and tedious process, and at the which mm. may lead to him actually not even giving uh, his testimony by the end of the commission. Remember, the commission okay. has got a lifespan yeah. up to March yeah. next year now. And, yeah. uh, but, but help us here before we go far, uh, Mawande. The, 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 let, let us talk about what, hold us by the hand here. So the the the, the issue was what that that uh, ex president Zuma was saying the deputy chief justice must recuse himself because. Well, he was making a several. He was putting that application on several grounds, but uh, the overarching. Uh, argument was that the deputy chief justice is biased one because uh, so claims uh, former president Zuma there's personal and uh, family historical relations between the two of them secondly that he has been uh, leading on witnesses that testify against the former president and then thirdly that uh, the two of them have 
uh, interacted even at a professional and, 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 and social level before, and then and that uh, the selection of the witnesses for the commission points to a direction that they are intended to bury him, if I would quote his uh, senior counsel advocate, Moses Kakana. So those were, were, were mainly the grounds that uh, they were advancing to say is the reason that uh, Chief Justice Zondo must choose himself. Mm. And, and did, did, at any point did he say uh, what must happen? You know, hypothetically, let's say uh, Deputy Chief Justice Zondo had agreed to step aside or recuse himself. Did, did uh, Jacob Zuma say what he wanted should happen instead? Well, of course, their the main intention was, was to have the, the Chief Justice Raymond Zondo recuse himself. But on Monday, during the arguments, uh, Advocate Moses Kagane did say that uh, they, they, there's a realization that if that happens, it may be it may create a huge, uh, you know, legal uh, conundrum given as to who must appoint a replacement and how, given the complication and the complexity of the remedial action of the public protector that gave rise to the formation of this commission. Therefore, at the time, uh, advocates Kakani had argued that instead of uh, maybe the deputy chief justice recusing himself, they may find an, a, a way to say they, they create an environment that will show a sensitivity towards the former president. But at the time, uh, the commission's head of a uh, legal team, uh, Advocate Paul Pretorius, I, I countered that argument saying that if you seek uh, the recusal, then there can only be two outcomes. It's either it is granted or it is dismissed. And indeed, as we now know, it was dismissed. Mm-hmm. And and did he did, did the the chairperson of the commission give his reasons? You know, so what 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 are some of the reasons why he dismissed the the, the application? Yeah, well, basically, the the chairperson, the chief justice uh, Raymond Zondo, uh, you know, actually dealt with all the grounds on which the former president was moving from, in particular on the basis of bias. Uh, that president, former President Zuma was claiming, the Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zondo says uh, that if the former president had uh, issues about the so-called personal relations, which are now confirmed that they, the sisters, they are sisters to which they have some romantic relationships, the two of them who are sisters, but that's neither here nor there. But if those those are issues of long time ago, uh, so the Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zondo was saying that if he had a problem with that particular arrangement. He should have raised uh, such an issue back in 2018 in January when he affirmed uh, Deputy Chief Justice Zondo, whose name was forwarded to him by uh, Chief Justice Mukwege Mukwe. So he dismissed that one, and then he dismissed the issue of the leading on of witnesses that the former president was alleging by saying that as the chairperson, he was entitled to ask questions from witnesses and to seek clarification on the evidence that they put forward for his full understanding so that it prepares him properly uh, for, for, for writing an appropriate report. And then also dismiss the issue of uh, uh, the, the packing order of witnesses saying it was neither here nor there. Witnesses can come in, which, in whichever order because in any case, whoever that they implicate is given an opportunity and time to come with their mm. vision, it be it disputing or affirming whatever they are saying. But 
at the Cobra, Mike, there is a technical issue uh, now that I think is also going to be central in the review application uh, by the former president. It is the issue of the allegation that uh, Deputy Chief Justice Zondo became, if I put it in sports terms, became a player, a goalkeeper, and a referee, and a coach in the same match. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of what in particular? In terms of the general work of the commission or about a specific issue around uh, Jacob Zuma? No, about this specific issue, because remember now the, the argument at the core of their argument, which I think is going to be the crux of their review application, is the fact that they say now the Deputy Chief Justice in this matter, the matter was about him. So he had it, he said, he presided over the hearing of a matter against him, a complaint against him. And then by reading the statement that he read on Monday, uh, putting his version, they say through that he became a witness. And by issuing the ruling today, they say he became a judge and they find that to be inappropriate and that he was Mm -hmm. conflicted, that he can't be all these things Mm -hmm. at once. So I think that for me, that is the legal point that is going to be very interesting in how the court presides over that. The other issues of bias, I think the courts are going to affirm the ruling of, 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 of the Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zondo, but mm. the technicality is that particular point of conflict. And you think the strategy here is is at which point now? Jacob Zuma's strategy, is where is he going now? What, what's his next step now? Well, obviously, the, the, his strategy now is well on course. Is he? It, but it all by all you know, uh, it all seems like he, he'll never appear until this commission comes to an end. Because now they are going to court, to the High Court, to review, to to, to apply for, for to launch an application for review of this particular ruling. A process which will take uh, quite some time to conclude. At the same time, simultaneously. They said that they will be lodging a complaint against Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zondo on the point of him uh, being a judge, a witness, and 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 mm. and an adjudicator, as they put it. So all, all those things are, are going to take their own course, which will take some time. You'll remember that, especially the JSC. We still have a case, 12-year-old case, of the Western Cape Judge President, uh, John Thorpe. So I don't know how that process will move as far as Deputy Chief Justice Zona mm. is concerned at the JSC, but the court one will run its course, which may not be finished by the time he issues the report, a report of which I suspect that the former president will also take on judicial review, which will also run for months and months and months. And on taking the report to review, I believe he's not going to be the only one a former chairperson of SAA to Dumian has put on the record recently when she appeared at the commission that she will be reviewing the final report. Therefore, you can just say that this is going to go on and on and on and on until probably South Africans even forget that there was ever a so-called mm. Zono Commission investigating state capture, corruption and fraud. So, so essentially you are saying that by, by, by the, 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 the whole point of what uh, Jacob Zuma is doing is to avoid giving evidence basically and answering questions no matter and, and no matter how long it takes to delay things absolutely that that is is the clear strategy it's then it we may devise people as to why he's doing that he may say he's well within his right in fact he is legally he's got this right it's not like he's doing anything uh, outside the constitution or the law everyone who feels 
had done in one way or the other, they are entitled to exhaust the legal, uh, you know, platforms that are there in the country. On that one, he's well within his right. But mm. as to what are the political intentions of him doing so, it's it's, it's also a, a, you know an issue for debate. He may argue, as he's always argued, that he feels that the commission itself is a political platform to lynch him and bury him. So perhaps that mm. could be his motivation. In fact, he claims that is his motivation not to want to partake in mm. the process, mm. that he doesn't believe in yeah. his credibility and legitimacy in that it is a fair mm. process that is interested in getting yeah. into issues of corruption and fraud. And to see, do you agree? The whole strategy all along has been really about not having to sit in the witness stand and answer questions. Do you agree that that's, that's where Jacob Zuma is wanting to go? That is one thing that it appears to be the whole point of uh, pre- former President Jacob Zuma's strategy, Pramaik. Uh, actually, Mawande covered me because I think that's the only thing I'm bringing to the table. Mm. The fact mm. that uh, it, it, it would appear that President Zuma is not fond of being held to account. There is a history of him doing this in the courts. We had the so-called spy tapes um, court matter that has dragged since 2009. And he's done and appealed and has done everything that is possible uh, to delay that process. And we are seeing a similar strategy here. As somebody who covers parliament President Zuma would only go to parliament because the rules uh, forced him to appear and account in parliament. And even then, when he, when we appeared, we know that he never really answered questions. He would bring in his meandos in inverted commas. <laughs> so he, he is a man who's not big and on explaining. Things. Yes, yeah. exactly. So he has a history of not of refusing to be held to account. And obviously this is clear as Mawanda says it, he is going to appeal because now what is if what they're taking to the JSC is a completely different matter. He has not said anything about all the allegations that have been made about him. He has not, he has not, we have not been started with those matters. So, but also the issue of the timing, you ask yourself, why did he agree to this charge when he knew all these things about Zondo, because these friendships and all other issues are things that happened many, many years ago. So when he, he was given a name by the Chief Justice, why did he not flag these issues? He appeared before this commission in July last year. What has changed between that appearance and this and, and this appearance this week? So you, you can just see that the one thing that is not going to happen is Jacob Zuma appearing to give testimony. Let's take a break now. And uh, when we come back, we go to the other big story uh, this week, which is uh, the one that relates to Shepard Bushiri and his wife escaping from South Africa uh, to avoid facing charges around money laundering and fraud. I understand, understand very deeply that yourselves and South Africans are very aggrieved and angry about this Bushiri matter. I too, I am, I must assure you. On the day he was given bail, I was very, very angry and dejected and still am because I never believed in my wildest dream that Bushiri would be given bail 
because I suspected what will happen. So, but in that anger, I'm sure we should not cut our noses to spite our faces. People do visit and remain in countries and, visit and, and go and do other things, etc., etc. As long as we be able to account for them. That's why we're able to account that uh, one person who came with the president did not board at Waterloo. Three did not board at, at OR Tambo. We are not reporting it as a miracle. It has happened before. We have done that ourselves when we visit other countries. Welcome back to the Sunday Times Politics Weekly. We go now straight to our second story of the week, the dramatic escape of self-styled prophet Shepard Bushiri and his wife from South Africa where they were facing a multi-million rand fraud and money laundering case. Uh, with, uh, with me uh, on, you know, for the conversation, of course, is uh, political journalist Umawande Amashabalala as well as our political correspondent based in Cape Town, Andisiwe Makinana. Uh, Andisiwe, the, we, we had drama during the week where uh, we were told that uh, Shepard Bushiri had uh, managed to flee the country. Uh, I thought that when somebody is on bail, they, there are conditions uh, and those conditions are meant to stop them running away in the first place. How does such a thing happen? Pramak, that is a question that I think every person in South Africa is asking themselves, how did it happen? But I think we are also maybe not being honest with ourselves because uh, even uh, our newspaper, The Sunday Times, has run an article front page, uh, with front page pictures where people are just walking right through our borders. You don't even have to jump over. It's like literally walking through an open door. So I don't know why we are surprised as much because we've known that our South Africa's borders are porous. This, the government knows it. We've got all these people in our country who do not have uh, legal documentation. So somebody like Pushiri who is now facing, I think it's a two-pronged investigation because besides the fraud, corruption, money laundering charges that are in court. There is another matter in another court where his uh, immigration status or residency status is also under question. So if you are facing these questions into your being in South Africa and your business in South Africa, obviously you would, you know, escape. So the question is, where were the hawks? Where was home affairs? And we all know they've never really done their work. We had recently had a 37 million rand um, fence at Bite Bridge. And, you know, uh, some call it a washing line because that's what you could use it for. It really doesn't stop anyone from coming to this country. So what I'm trying to say is there's more questions than answers about mm, how mm, mm. he left this country. Mm. 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 But but you essentially you're saying that we, should, we shouldn't be surprised, you know, because of the... The, the real situation, real life situation that we know in terms of the, you know, how we how we manage our border, our borders, for example, you know, and how we manage immigration generally. Um, and, and I wonder, just just come in here. The, 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 this incident has been quite embarrassing for South Africa. Mm. Well, definitely, Pramag, it has been embarrassing. But for me, what is lacking in the whole uh, debate in the country is. What I, 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 well, this is just my opinion. I, I do want to say I believe that Bushiri didn't do this thing alone. I believe that there was involvement of politics uh, or be politics as in 
politicians or government administration, uh, uh, you know, officials at the highest level, because this is no ordinary human being. This is uh, Shepard Bushiri, a guy with lots of money, a guy with lots of influence in his own country of Beth Malawi, where he sponsors politicians and their political campaigns, in particular, uh, the current sitting president in that particular country of Malawi who also happened to have been in the country in and around the time the escape is alleged to have happened. So I, I believe that those things should not be read in isolation. The political events around the escape itself, the delays that uh, were occasioned in when the president of Malawi had to go back, what was that all about? And is it really a coincidence that uh, Bushiri would escape during a time of a state visit? by high-ranking president and ministers of his particular country. To me, that is where the issue is, is, is at. But of course, government will do anything to, to, to cover up whatever their involvement was. But I dare say, somewhere, somehow, our government was involved in abetting or aiding the escape of uh, Bushir. It can't, well, not the government in general, but a few individuals at government or political mm. level were involved in aiding and abetting this escape. For me, that is the critical point. But as I say, those are the same people now we are trusting to tell us what happened, which is never going to happen. They will find a scapegoat. Typical case like the landing of the Kupta plane in Vatercliffe Air Force. It was the same thing. They found a a low-hanging fruit as a scapegoat. This is what I expect to happen in this case as well. Although, of course, they are not the same cases. But as I say, it is highly unlikely that Ebushiri would have escaped on his own. And because there's still not clear air as to whether he escaped through uh, the, the ground as in uh, escaping at the border or he flew over with the mm. president of Malawi, those issues are still hanging in the air. And I dare say we may never know the real facts as it relates to how he, has, he escaped and the mode of transport that he used to escape. Mm, mm. And this way, you know, the, then the, the matter goes to Parliament, predictably, I, I suppose. Uh, you, 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 by, 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 you know, because you are in Cape Town, you're watching Parliament for us, you had a ringside seat of the political reaction in Parliament. What, what was it like? At the end of that two-hour meeting, Pramike, uh, there were more questions than there were answers. Uh, because the first question really is how? How did it happen? How did he leave? That question remains unanswered. Uh, but I also think the the, the urgent uh, convening of that parliamentary meeting was, I think, to a large extent, uh, the embarrassment that had been caused to South Africa by this incident. So uh, people try to um, be seen to be doing something because that that meeting it sort of gave, gave us a, a, a picture to a commotion because we all learned over the weekend that there was a delay of the flight back to Malawi, but it wasn't clear over what. So the minister gave us a picture there around the um, president, Malawian president a delegation and the confusion over which port they could board from and so on. But I just feel like these are side issues. And as Mawanda says, um, I'm not going as far as I'm not going to go as far as saying maybe there was uh, um, involvement by our government or government officials, but there are so many questions. It can't be coincidence that this happened at the same time mm. the president was here. 
and the whole issue around the delays and people that were not supposed to be on board that flight but who showed up at Waterkloof. You know, you ask yourself as a South African, I can't just go to Waterkloof a base. I know that I, it's not something that you don't just rock up at, at such places. It's a national key point we are respected. So you ask yourself, how do foreign nationals just show up as a group and demand mm. to, you know, to board a presidential plane from that place? So it's like, what kind of a country are we? Why um, aren't people respecting our our institutions? You know, so there are so many questions. Um, Mike about this whole thing and um just before Amina called me I was in a I'm writing a story from the post cabinet briefing where Minister Lamula is adamant that uh, they will get to the bottom of this they are working on his government but he too cannot answer those questions of how did it happen mm. Okay. Now, now tell me, uh, uh, Maunde, by your reading, do you think we're ever going to get uh, Shepard Bushiri back to stand trial here? I think we, we can, Pramayko, but I think when it happens, it will happen, it will happen on his own terms. If you watch the address that he did when he got to Malawi, uh, at the core of his complaint is the five investigators who are leading the investigation of fraud, corruption, and money laundering against him, whom he alleges have sought bribes from him and stuff like that and i i believe that it, it, as as the horse trading now happens between the south african government and the malawian government at the core of that horse trading will be a bushir who says i'm committed to go back to south africa to face justice as long as you remove those five investigators and knowing our government i i foresee them uh, bending over to 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 grant that particular request if push comes to shove but as things stand i think if Bushiri doesn't get his way, he will never set foot in South Africa again. Well, never a dull moment in our politics in South Africa. Um, that's all we have time for on the Sunday Times Politics Weekly this week. And I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Andiswe Makinana, a political correspondent based in Cape Town, and in Johannesburg, a political journalist Umawande Amashabalala. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us uh, on, on the Sunday Times Politics Weekly. And by the way, uh, you can catch our podcast on uh, iono.fm, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. Until next time, stay safe, sanitize, wear the mask, and avoid crowded places. I'm Mike Siluma, signing off. <laughs>